Welcome back to your next stop. In this episode, I speak with Brittany Croson. She is the founder of a social media and podcast agency called Fun Love Media. She also is the host of a podcast called The Social Sunshine. I found Brittany on IG because she popped into my feed dancing on a treadmill. Then the next thing, she was dancing on a Peloton bike. She has this infectious love and wonder about her that I actually found myself sucked into her page 20 minutes later. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? This, that very rarely happens to me. So I had to reach out to her, find out a little bit about what she was doing, then realized she had this agency and said, you have to come and join your next stop podcast to share your story because it is so uh, relatable to so many of us. But the things that Brittany has done with her career because of different pivots that she's had throughout her life are just going to make your heart warm and then melt. And then also, you know, you get, get that feeling where you're like, okay, she's really, she's really been following her path for such a long time. So you guys don't want to miss this episode again, Brittany Croson, social media agency, fun, love media. You can find them all over social. If you want to see Brittany dancing, you can find her on her IG. She's also on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those places, but IG is her main spot. And that is Brittany and then C-R-O-S-S-O-N. You can also find her on her website, BrittanyCroson.com, FunLoveMedia.com. Um, again, that's also, you can find that on IG and all the socials and the social sunshine marketing podcast. You guys can find that on all your podcast players. And I know you're going to enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome back to your next stop. You know, I say it every single time, but I'm so excited to bring you stories of people that have followed a passion. And Brittany Crossan, we met on Instagram and you are the founder of a social media and podcast agency, Fun Love Media. But the reason why I found you is because you do some really fun dancing. (laughs) So welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Julia. Uh, Yes, the dancing is, you know... I always say that being able to dance on a treadmill is a very odd talent, but I just embrace it. Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? Oh, oh, you're really good. I mean, it popped up into my inbox. I mean, my like feed somehow. And I usually don't scroll. Like I'm not, I'll scroll a little bit, but I'm not someone that gets sucked in all the time. And I remember I was like, literally like, like five panels down, like watching every one of your dances. And I was like, this lady is fun. And then I saw what you were doing. And I just want to let everyone know where they can find you. So they can find you on IG to see the fun dancing at Brittany Crossan and that's C-R-O-S-S-O-N. They can find and then on Instagram, you also are .com and on LinkedIn. And then they can find Fun Love Media, also on Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn, uh, everywhere. So um, yeah, and I can't wait to dive into the story because I think uh, there was a couple like things that I watched a little bit that I saw like your journey where it started going. And I was like, ooh, and that's when I reached out to you. I was like, I think I need to have you on the podcast so you can share your inspiration with others that, you know, Maybe don't have that kind of um, the balls to go out and do it. Um, also, the uh, the you know the confidence and all of those different things that come with different stages of our life. So, if you can kind of just tell my listeners where a little bit like where you grew up and a little bit of your background, we'll start there and then we'll get into the rest of the episode. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your kind words. I really do appreciate it. I have a lot of fun. So just to know that you had fun with me makes my day. Um, 
All right. So here we go way back in, in the beginning. No, I grew, I grew up, um, in a pretty small town in Texas, actually the same town my husband grew up in, although we didn't meet until I was like 20. Um, that's a whole other story for another time, but we grew up in a small town in Texas, um, called Lake Jackson, South of Houston. I always was a performer. Like, I mean, I think my mom put me in tap dance classes when I was three and then I did the whole shebang, like the whole small town, Texas thing that you do. Right. So when you like to perform and you're in a situation like that and you don't have access to like the big time stuff or huge theaters or whatever, you just do what you can. So I was always doing something like dance recitals. Um, I even did a couple beauty pageants. Okay. I'm just, you know, (laughs) not that that I knew what the hell I was doing, but 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 you were in Texas. Yeah. But I participated um, because they have a talent portion and you get to do your dance on stage in front of an audience. Like I just, I loved that feeling of that you get and anybody listening could relate like, a live audience in front of you is so special. You can see someone smile. You can see someone cry, whatever the scenario. It's really special. So I grew up doing all that kind of stuff, anything I could get my hands on. I mean, I'm very tall. So when you're tall, it's like you want to like play basketball or be a model. Like those are your options in life, right? <laughs> Although we all know they're not, but, and, um, a child of the nineties. And, um, so my mom would drive me into the city, into Houston to go to this modeling school. And I learned how to walk a runway. I'm telling you anything I could do to get on any sort of a stage, sign me up, you know? And, um, which now, you know, makes sense if someone goes and watches all <laughs> watches my content. It's in me. Um, but yeah, so I come from Texas. I still live in Texas. I actually live in the city of Houston now and, um, with my husband and our two kiddos and, um, doing all this fun social media stuff. Yeah, no. And I love that. And I love, you know, because it's funny. I, so I grew up on the East coast, um, right outside of Philadelphia in New Jersey. And so I grew up in a very sporty town. So I played sports, but it's always funny to hear the different parts of America where things that we had relatives that lived in Texas. And I remember they would come and they would dance and they would say, don't you guys dance? And I was like, no, first of all, I, don't have a talent in dancing, but no, that's not what you do in the town that I kind of grew up in. You know, the girls were the athletes where the boys, you know, always tried to kind of do what we were doing because the girls in our town were like, we were just alpha, like we are out there getting dirty and really getting into there. So I love how you painted that because it is even doing athletics, you're on you know, a semi stage, right? You're performing, you're doing things that inspire yourself or others. And so I love from an early age, you kind of found that. Now, when your mom, and, and again, as parents, as you know, I mean, when our kids find something that they love, we'll do really anything. I mean, I'm in the car half of my, you know, half of my day carting people to practices uh, and doing all those things because I know they love it. And it's one of those things as you follow your journey and as you go and then look back, right? Isn't it fun to like look back and say, oh, now I'm doing what I kind of always have been doing and really have perfected it. So it's not like, oh, you just kind of fell into this and you've been doing it for a year, whether you actually have been doing it for a year as a living you've been doing it your whole life. Right. You're right. It's been your whole life. And I think probably a lot of people could connect to that if you really, really think about it. Sometimes you got to kind of dig to make the connection. It's not quite so obvious, but um, it's it's true. And and you're right. I, I'm thankful that I had parents that, you know, I, I my parents um, had their own set of struggles and our family all fell apart and it really, and that actually impacted my journey as a performer and as a person, of course. Um, and our household was not a great place to be at, at a certain point in time, but 
I will say that even so, especially in the years before, you know, shit hit the fan, essentially, they they were supportive. They really were. I mean, you know, like you said, like my mom was driving me into the city like an hour each way at least to take me to a hour and a half long class, you know, or taking me wherever to talent shows and this and that. And my dad was always really um, super supportive. I was never told, um, no, you know, that's, that's a dumb dream, Brittany, that you want to be an actor in Hollywood, like not from them. Now later, I was told that <laughs> by others in roundabout ways, but I'm so thankful that it, at least they didn't do that to me. They didn't crush it and they supported me the best they could in a small town in Texas. Right. And I love that. And I think you brought up a really important point. And it's funny because it's what I teach my clients in about their stories. Really thinking back to those parts, whether they're good parts or bad parts, but really things that happened to us in our life have shaped us. So when the shit hit the fan, I'm sure you got a whole other set of tools. You got the grit. You got the all the different things that kind of shaped you. Did it suck as you were going through it? Yes. Can you look back and say, those are still big scars, but I, I learned a set of skills. And so it's really interesting because my listeners know I'm dyslexic. And so early on, I mean, school sucked, not even early on, my whole career, school sucked, but I was really good at sports. So I did go to university and play two college sports, but my journey getting there was I was knocked down by teachers left and right. I mean, it was, you know, just focus, try harder. And the thing that's really cool is now what I'm doing um, that I've been doing my whole life is communicating and reading people because from a very early age, I learned how, okay, if I talk to the teacher, I can take them off task and I don't they don't have to see how I'm writing or how I'm reading and I can learn a little bit about them. I can see, okay, am I, can I push it a little bit more? Are they letting me, let, let me get in and talk to them a little bit more or do I have to pull back and kind of figure out how to manipulate and talk and not manipulate in a bad way, but manipulate the situation where I was, you know, kind of protecting myself. So it was like they couldn't find out, oh, she really doesn't know what she's doing. And I was doing that my whole career. And now I actually do that with clients. They're like, how did you pick up on that? I'm like, it's it's my it's my gift. But because of my weaknesses that I went through, it became my now, my strength. And so that's what I always kind of say to people, whether you had a good childhood, a bad childhood, it's really sometimes it's really important, especially you're on, when, you know, we're on journeys, but when you're on a journey, really kind of figuring out those next things to think back and really kind of dive in and, and think about those feelings. And sometimes you get memory feelings, but sometimes you get feeling feelings. And those feeling feelings are the ones that you kind of have to be like, okay, I need to be in a safe space because it could, this could be hard, but let's see where that goes. So thank you for sharing that. So when the shit hit the fan, what kind of, where did your life go and, and kind of what age were you and, and what did you, where were, where were you going from there? I was a, a young teen. I mean, my, my parents' relationship started to fall apart. Um, I, I don't, you know, I should really ask them more questions about that actually, now that we talk about it. Cause I think it would actually be fascinating now. Hopefully enough years have passed that, you know, they can share, but you know, it, it, it went on. Our household was an unpleasant place. They, they argued horrifically. And then it got to where I guess I was an early teen. I was probably 13 ish, maybe, maybe close to 14 where, um, it all started to become official. They're divorcing, they're going here, going there. And it was unfortunately one of those really dramatic stories of, <clears throat> you know, 
custody crap and lawyers and courtrooms and screaming fights that you hear at night when you're a kid in bed, like, you know, sorry, mom and dad, but they're, they're not listening. It's fine. Um, (laughs) they know, they know. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a hard time. I mean, it's never a good time or something like that, but it was a hard time as far as age-wise for me, and especially my older brother, two brothers and older and younger, um, you know, is a time in life where uh, you got a lot of changes going on inside of you already. So it's like, oh, let me deal with y'all's crap too. Thank you. You know, it's kind of like looking back on it, I kind of have a lighter, a little bit of a sense of humor about it, but it was heavy. It was bad. It was bad. And um, I... I, I realize now, and now I'm 42. Okay. So it's been a while. And now I can look back and I can go, you know, that's probably why I liked school. Not because I like being a student. Cause once I got older and into college, I actually quit college. I'm a college dropout. Um, and I, and I um, am not, uh, I don't, uh, necessarily aggressively prioritize academics with my kids. I'm laid back about it. Right. But I realized something that I enjoy being at school because I don't want to be at home. And actually I ended up doing really well in school and I was naturally good at it. I got great grades. I, I was a cheerleader. I was in activities. I was having fun with my friends. And so it's kind of this weird twisted way of looking at it. But the truth is, is that it, it actually made me thrive in that other environment because that uh, the environment at home sucked. And um, so, you know, like you said, you can kind of dig up the lessons and the tools that you got from the situations, um, even in some really, really bad situations. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that's, as my parents got divorced when I was like 12, 13 as well, and really so many people you talk to, I mean, it's just, again, it's so awkward, but now that we're adults and we have our own kids, you know, it's like, parents go through stuff too. They're humans. They're dealing with adult things that now you're like, oh, wow, that must have really sucked and been hard for them in so many different ways. And you just get a different perspective. So, you know, thank you for sharing that because that is one of those things. Stories connect us. Someone's going to listen to that and be like, you know, going back to their 13-year-old, 14-year-old self and really sympathizing with you because they were there. Right. No, exactly. And I, I've actually shared with my husband, Ryan, over the years, a lot of times that... um one of the the reasons why I am such a great mother and I am, I'm a great parent and I'm a very kind and understanding and supportive and open-minded and all the things that we all hopefully strive to be as a parent. I am those things and I embody those things and I'm proud of that. And I, I think that a lot of that comes from like that extra motivation to be this really excellent, loving, open-minded parent is because, you know, I had some trouble with my parents. <laughs> and so right. and may, maybe they showed me a little bit of what not to do in some situations. And that can actually end up being really valuable, you know? And so my, my children are benefiting from the shit I went through. It's really, yeah. really wild, but it's also really beautiful. It is. It is. And thank you. I mean, it's so true. And so many people can relate to that because that is, it's not like it it is. We hope that our children take our good and our bad and just become better. And so that's exactly what you're doing. And that's exactly what your parents 
you know, helped you do, which is amazing. So, okay. So you shared with us, you dropped out of school, but what did you go to university to study and then kind of take us through that path? Well, so plan A was most definitely to be extremely successful, very famous television actor, just like the girls on Full House. That was like (laughs) the thing. Okay. That I mean, Full House was everything in my mind because I, I came to this realization as a performer throughout my entire life that, oh, these are real kids, but they have this job to be on TV and somebody pays them. And like, you know, so this was just amazing whenever I came to this realization as a child. And I remember sitting, um, as I think an 11 year old in a little burger shop with my dad and being like, I want to be on television. You know, we had the, it was just a matter of fact. And he was kind about it. Um, he probably was thinking, Oh shit, (laughs) what am I going to do with her? I don't know, but you know, he was nice. And so the plan really, and truly the plan was, was, um, was to be a professional actor and to make it huge, huge. So I hear these stories of these people that say, I never would have guessed I would have had all the success, but I'm the opposite. It's like, no, that is the plan all along. Um, <laughs> and it still is. Um, not maybe just not in the, in the exact same way. And, um, so I, I just did the local college community college thing because again, I was like, huh, don't think I need this crap. And, um, and so I, so I stopped going to go because I technically I didn't, I guess. I stopped going to college. I was um I was taking some acting classes here and there. I was working in the family business, which I started working for my dad whenever I was 16. Best thing ever, by the way. That's I learned everything I need to know about business from that experience. And um, I was just kind of doing the typical young adult thing, like kind of go to some college classes, do some work, kind of like hang out with my boyfriend take some acting classes and explore. And, um, I finally just said, screw this. I really hate going to this college and sitting in these classes and I got to figure out this acting thing, but I maintained my work at the family business the whole time. In fact, I, I maintained that for over 20 years. Um, and, uh, and you know, I tried, I tried all the local things that you do as, as anybody out there that's a performer, you understand, like in your local area, you do what you can. And I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of work. I, I did, um, some film work, television stuff. I did a ton of theater. Houston's a great theater city. And I spent a huge chunk of my twenties as well, essentially almost all of my twenties doing that and pursuing that without making that big move, you know, to Hollywood or to New York. Right. Now, so, and this is what always fascinates me because when, when I have entrepreneurs on, which most of my guests are entrepreneurs, I always want to know, like, you know, there's a whole like innate thing. Is it you're born with it? Is it something that you fall into because you saw a neighbor and you're like, Oh my gosh, I love that. Is it again, just the way you were born because you're wired because it is like a long history of a family that is creative people that go into business themselves. So what was the family business that you, you know, as you said, you worked with your dad at 16. So it's still in business to this day. And we're in the spring of 2023 right now. So uh, Signal Electronics in Freeport, Texas. It's it's a very small business. Um, and it's something that the industry that I have no interest in at all, it's marine electronics. And you guys, that means you are putting electronics on boats of all different kinds and sizes. You're, you've got, he had technicians, they go out and they work on the boats. They do all the, you know, hard work and the sweat and this Texas humidity, um, industrial kind of stuff, that kind of thing. But I was in the office and 
I learned, I mean, I still remember in my first couple of years there, I was, you know, I was a teenager learning things like how to do a bank deposit. Now, everybody, this was like late nineties. Okay. So it's a little different than it was, than it is now, but still like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know those things and my parents had gone through all that they'd gone through. So I, I never really, I think some certain lessons in life may have been skipped because of all the, the family drama, um, which is understandable. So I started to learn those things about how to do stuff like that, how to make a bank deposit. What does accounts receivable mean? Um, how do you make an invoice and bill somebody? Just all these cool. And at the time I just was soaking it in and making a little bit of money and getting to work with my dad, who I love so much. And now, wow. I mean, I was just having a conversation this morning with my director of design and I was telling her how valuable it is to have had all those experiences, that administrative stuff, just kind of the mundane business stuff. And I learned all of that throughout the years. And over the years it it evolved, right? Like he would give me different responsibilities and I would be able to get a little more creative. Like whenever Facebook came out, I was like, I love this social media thing. Let me figure it out. (laughs) I got it. Nobody else touch it. I'm going to figure this out for the business. So it was just a variety of tasks and I I learned so much. And and I I know that's why I have my own business today. I know for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, and the thing that's so cool, and this is what I want people to to really listen to this, is that you were in an opportunity because it was a family business, but it was really kind of your... It was where you're meant to... your path was meant to be going, right? So the fact that you were learning all those things, which I think, by the way, in any school, university, high school, everywhere, those kind of things are important and they should be being taught instead of them still reading books that we read in you know, the 70s and 80s and 90s. I mean, I'm like, wait, you read that? That's what I read. Like, can't, can't they change it? There's so, so much out there. It since then. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this boggles my mind. And so they're teaching exactly that same way, which was a really terrible way for me to learn because that's not the way I learned. So it then pisses me off in so many different directions. And that's a whole nother story. But you got to learn so much from having that experience with your dad. And so many of us are in positions where maybe we, you know, have the opportunity for a job or have the opportunity to meet someone or have, you know, the opportunity to network over here. And we don't take it because we don't ask those questions and we're not present and we're not listening. We're maybe hearing, but we're not really listening. And so that is what's so important that you were put in that spot and you got a spark and then you just started soaking it in and soaking it in. So like you're running your own business now, but you've been involved in running a business since you were 16. You're, you're right. And, and the, the, the moments that you witness in a family business, anybody that knows, knows the things you witness are the, the moments that you, you know, your, your own parent or whomever in the family, you know, had to skip paychecks or seeing the stress that goes along with that. And then seeing excitement in something or taking up for each other when a customer is mean to somebody and just all these really cool, unique experiences. I just wouldn't trade it for anything in the whole world. It's so special. I love that. Well, so I want to get to now when you started dancing on the treadmill to when your social media podcast agency started. So can you take us through that a little bit, you know, like when all of those kind of things started in the timeline there? Yeah. So I've been working on social media um, in different 
forms, different ways for over a decade. So that's been going on long before all of the, the, the dancing, uh, um, on, on the internet. Um, so I, I started, like I said, you know, back in 2009, 2010, I started managing social media for the family business, figuring that out. It was new to everybody exploring and posting and creating content the, the best I knew how at the time. Over the years, um, my work in social media evolved. I started, um, doing my own projects. I started blogging, vlogging, um, any sort of creative thing I could do that had to do with being online being on social media, I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn and soak it in. And, and I, I did influencer stuff, you know, you travel somewhere and stay at the hotel and you, you know, take pictures, all the, all these things, all the things that you could do. And I loved it so much. And, and then I started doing a little bit of freelance work. So we get into like 2017 and I had a couple of business owner friends that were like, okay, look, obviously you love social media. I hate it. Can I, can I just like pay you some money and you do this? And I was going, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, how did that happen? That was easy. And to me, cause I thought, cause I loved it. So I thought, I can't believe somebody wants to pay me, um, to do this. And I, and I continued on that journey and I did random work here and there. And then it just wasn't stopping. And I was still in my mind, mind you, like there's still hope that you can do this big acting thing. I hadn't lost hope for that. And, but I thought, gosh, this social media thing is really not going anywhere. So I officially formed it into a business in January, 2019 and called it fun, love media and, um, just went with it. I just went with it. Right. And it's kind of weird. Cause I always thought that in the past when people would say, well, it just kind of happened. It fell into my lap. I kind of thought people were full of crap when they said stuff like that. <laughs> But no, I understand. And, um, and so it's, it was official business. Now I've always created on social media, but the, the dancing thing, um, especially the treadmill and spin bike stuff really amped up, um, at the, in like the latter part of 2019. Um, I just was, you know, discovering TikTok and that kind of thing where you can use music and you can dance and have fun. And, and I saw on TikTok, like, there's grown ass people dancing at the grocery store in public and it's completely acceptable. Jackpot like, to me. Cause I'm thinking this is a dream life. I wish we all lived in a musical where you like break into song, you know, right. at any time of day. Um, we don't, but I wish we did. And TikTok was kind of that. So I just kind of dove into it and started dancing and trying to learn the dance trends. And I would kind of be on my spin bike. And then in January of 2020, um, before the other, the shit hit the fan for all of us, right? Before that, January, 2020, I got my new treadmill in. I'd had an old one for a long time. It was wore out and I got this new treadmill. And, um, I remember standing on it being like, wow, it's like kind of rubber, rubber, rubbery slats. It feels really comfortable. And then honestly, one day I was just like, just do it. You could do like a little dance moment on the treadmill and film it. Just popped in my mind. And I look back at those videos now and I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Well, those but weren't, they weren't I have very to good. Say, you, you, I mean, you can move like you, as you said, you've been dancing for a long time now. Like there's mm -hmm. some of us that love to dance, but we are not blessed with the, um, the rhythm. <laughs> right. I would be one of them. My, my um, husband, my husband's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of always danced like Elaine. It was always the joke. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like dancing, you know, like, and I, and I will dance wherever. I mean, I'm fine with dancing. It's, I'm not ashamed, you know, ashamed that I can't dance, but when someone can dance and I see like someone have the moves and the rhythm, I'm fascinated. Like I'm, I literally am like, 
Oh yeah, that's amazing. And so you literally, I mean, you do some really amazing dance moves on a treadmill and a bike. Like you're, you really get in there. I mean, you get every part of your body. I feel like sometimes your ears are even moving. Like, <laughs> I, I love it so much. And I think that that's, that's the secret sauce. I just love it so much, just so much. And I, even, even on the times I've gone through, which a lot of social media creators and businesses go through this, right? Where there's a downtime in social media, where, where your stuff isn't getting very many views and not, it's not really doing all that great. And I, I recognize that that's not as fun as getting a lot of views, but I just still have fun. And, and that's like a, that's actually a kind of side note social media tip that I, I get asked, you know, how do you keep, how do you stay consistent? How, how do I keep going? Well, if you, if you figure out some sort of a way, to have fun in your content, something that you enjoy, it doesn't really matter what it is necessarily, you're way less likely to quit. So I, I just, I love it so much. And I, and I mean, I dance on the ground too, but I think it's like this, obviously this novelty of like, she, I, she danced on treadmill and I just don't have any other story except for it just popped in my mind one day. And, um, and it's happened. You know, people are like, do you, do you fall all the time? Well, knock on wood. I've only fallen on my butt once <laughs> and it was a soft landing. So, we, you know, you were good. We we're good. <laughs> no, and so now I have a, 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 another question. And I also want like business owners and content creators to really listen to this. So you had, obviously you had your media agency before, right? And then you kind of decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Has dancing on the treadmill and the bike, has that led to clients? Like, do people find you through that way? And then you kind of are like, oh, hey, and I also have this and I love what I'm doing on both sides. And it just, and you can tell you love what you do. I mean, that is the thing you, it, there's like, there's not even a question in anyone's mind that looks at it and is like, oh, she's like, oh, what am I going to post today? No, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm excited. I just heard this song and oh my gosh. <laughs> you're right. I am excited. I'm glad you can tell. Um, but, but the answer is yes. It sounds so crazy, but I have, we, I mean, we've, we still have, um, I'm trying, I'm thinking of one, two, at least two clients right now. Yeah. That that's how they found me. Like I've had multiple clients find me through the videos dancing. And a lot of time they're in the Peloton community. Cause that's what, you know, I'm, I'm a Pelotoner. And, and so that's why I guess they pay attention. You know, they'll notice like if it has a little emblem or something on the bike or whatever. And, and then, I mean, they, they've actually told me this before I, that people that I've worked with for years and say, well, I just started watching your videos and I just really liked you. And then I just clicked on your thing and read a little bit about you. And I realized you did social media and I was like, oh, great. I need help with social media. I should hire her because I like her. And I was like, this is perfect because it helps reiterate what I already knew, but I was starting to live out the lessons that I was already trying to teach people about social media that whenever you show up on social media in a way that's genuine, authentic, feels good, you're trying to have your fun and, and enjoy the content creation process. When you do that and you keep doing that, people are going to be drawn to you, whomever is meant to be drawn to you in whatever reason. And even if you're not on there being businessy and talking all, all business all the time, when people are drawn to you, they're drawn to you and they're going to want to know more about you. And then it will likely lead to, to people working with you. And it's the power of a personal brand is, is what that is. Um, really. And it's, it's, it's really been amazing to experience it myself instead of just, you know, talking the talk, I'm actually walking the walk. Um, I mean, it, it blows my mind too. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. You saw when I did that and you still want to work with me? We are meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. But the thing is, and that's what I want people to take away with this, which is so important is that, you know, I talk about my clients know, and my listeners know like about stories, that stories connect us. You hear someone's story, you feel a little bit more connected. A lot of times that's going to help with the, you know, especially if you have a product or, um, you know, a business that you're selling, it's going to help shorten the sales cycle because someone's getting to know you a little bit more. You're doing exactly the same thing. And it might not be you're telling a story of your personal story every day, but people are getting an insight into you, what you are like every day. And that's a little part of your daily story. It might not be your backstory, what people heard, you know, today, but it's, it's, it is a daily story that you're playing out on social media and having fun. People can see that part of your personality. And as I said, you know, you could tell that you enjoy it. Like it's not like, you know, I'm sure there's days where you're like, you get up, but then you're excited to be like, Oh wait, I can't wait to, what am I going to post? Like what I do my podcast, I could have a, a day, you know, a morning, whatever. And then I know I'm going to speak like someone like you. And I know that that actually is just going to give a little light to my day because it's like, here's someone else inspiring. Here's someone else doing what they love. Here's someone that is just not sitting back and wallowing in their days. I'm sure you have bad days. You have kids as well. You have a life, you have a husband, you have, you know, work, you have all the things that a lot of us have, but showing up and knowing that you can inspire someone is to me, one of the best feelings. It is. You're right. It's, it is the best feeling. And it's, it's pretty incredible to think about the connection. And this speaking of stories. I do. Um, I agree with you. Stories are everything. And people remember a story. They don't remember the other details. They remember the story. And, and, um, you can work that into your social media in small ways, the, the way that you might see me do, or however you want to work it. People love a story, but, but what I find so interesting about my story when it comes to this, this perspective and like as a performer is that while I had always planned to perform for millions of people on television in this more traditional sense, I ended up performing for millions of people still just in a different way. And it's quite amazing to sit back and have that realization and go, but you know, technically you have accomplished those dreams that you had since you were a tiny girl. And I feel so proud to, to be able to do that for her. I, I always say that like 11 year old me is, is who I'm trying to make proud. Not, not my parents, not my kids, not my husband. It's the younger version of me that had all the hopes and all the dreams. And like, you know, it, it makes me emotional. Um, but, but I think it's, I think it's important to think back on that and be like, you know, make that younger version of you proud. And I'm, and I know, and I know I am in a weird, um, <laughs> unexpected way. And it's, it's cool to think that you really can still accomplish that stuff that you dreamt of when you were younger. If you're just willing to be open-minded enough to know that the path just could be a little different, but you can still reach a similar destination. Yep. And be curious, right? I mean, if you didn't kind of dive into that social media stuff and you were like, nope, I have my one, you know, I have my blinders on. This is my goal. I'm not looking left. I'm not looking right. I'm not like feeling the feels. I'm not seeing what's over here. I'm not seeing what's over there. I'm not asking questions. Then you wouldn't achieve what you are, but you opened those blinders. You be, you're curious. I, I mean, curious people are my favorite because when you're curious, there's nothing that you cannot do. I always say, if you can create it in your mind, you can make it happen. You just have to stay curious and continue to ask those questions and continue to open yourself up 
It doesn't matter if you look like a fool. It doesn't matter what your neighbors think. It doesn't matter if you get no a million times. I mean, the reason, one of the reasons why I will dive into anything is because as a kid, I failed so many times, right? I failed so many times in school that if I fail, I don't like, I don't even think about it. Like someone will be like, Oh my God, that just happened to you. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> fine. fine. Totally fine. Yeah. And, and those are the kind of things though, that make us who we are. And when people can connect with those parts, the hurt parts, the wonderful parts, all the different parts of our personal stories is when then we can create the life that we're meant to have. So um, I love I love what you're doing. I really do. Can you uh, you know share again? I know it's going to be said a million times in this podcast because I always enter you know enter the podcast with telling people where they can find you. But just a little bit about and anything that you want to share, anything you have coming up, um, you know, please share with the audience. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, come join the party that that I'm hosting uh, the the eternal <laughs> definite party. Um, on social media. My Instagram is my hub. Um, and I'm also on TikTok and Facebook and LinkedIn and all the things. But, you know, I just, <clears throat> I just want to encourage everybody like I do in all of my content and for clients, students, podcast listeners, everybody is, is that if you have a desire in you to share on social media about whatever, whether it is leaning into your business, whether it's not, whether it's telling your story, um, you know, if you have that desire, that desire is there for a reason and it doesn't go away usually <laughs> if it's meant to be. And I know it can be hard to be vulnerable and to get on social media, but I just speak from experience in that it's the most freeing thing I've ever done in my life. And just acting the way that I would act if nobody was around and nobody could see what I was doing, just the way I am on my own is what I try to bring to my content. So it just gives people a look at the real you. And I just want to encourage people because I think that we need as much goodness on social media as possible. And I know there's so many good people out there that want to share good things. Um, and it doesn't always have to be life-changing or life-saving. I mean, if it's as simple as you know, my grandmother passed and she has this book of recipes and she taught me how to make them. And I want to share them because I just wanted to bring a smile to a family's face at dinner. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's important to you and you feel that desire to share about it, it's there for a reason. So I just encourage you to go for it. In my videos, you see, yeah, I say post the effing video, um, which just means go for it, whatever that means to you. So I hope that that helps somebody listening. And um, I just am on this mission to get as much goodness out there by way of social media as possible. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, thank you again, Brittany, for joining your next stop. Again, you guys, you can follow Brittany on all the socials, as she said. You can also go to her website. Uh, it's her name. All of it is her name, Brittany. And it's C-R-O-S-S-O-N. You can also find Fun Love Media on all the socials as well. But thank you again for joining your next stop and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. And you guys, you know what to do. Like, rate, review, and share. You might be listening to us and be like, oh, that's so fun. But you don't know who in your life needs to hear this this episode. You don't know who in your life needs a little inspiration. You don't know who in your life is in a crossroads and they just need to get on that treadmill and dance. <laughs> you don't exactly. know. Get on there. We get, we this, make this one of the best episodes ever Julia has had everybody. All right. Get in there, review it, share it because she's doing great things. And I really appreciate you having me. I really do. Thank you again. 
I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 